Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Monday. That means it's time for the Wrestling Inc. Monday Night Raw after show. And have we got a show for you. The Creed Brothers signed to Raw. Zoe Stark shocked the world. And Adam Pierce announced a match for Survivor Series. We'll talk all about it uh, here on the show. But before we do, allow me to introduce the crew. I'm Jack Farmer being joined by legendary referee Jimmy Corderas. And of course, Justin Labar, the man who runs the fantasy football team that's not in my league, but I feel like I'm I'm going against him for some reason. How'd your team do, Justin? Another win, another dub. I got a dub this week too. So what, what's your what's your score? I'm gonna be six and three. What are you at? Uh, hang on. I think that sounds about right for me too. <laughs> I know I'm gonna win. My, my opponent's got Justin Herbert tonight. He's garbage. Uh, yeah, I'll uh, I'll improve to six and three. Yep. Oh, so. Well. The rivalry continues. The rivalry that no one else cares about. <laughs> the East Coast, West Coast bragging rights between you and I continues. Yes. I could, I, I could referee this. Just... Yes, you could. Yeah. And then it gets personal next week, Jack. My my Washington commanders go to Seattle to play the Seahawks next week. Uh, oh. Yeah, that'll be a... Uh, we'll see how that, that one goes. I, I'm kind of at a point with my Seahawks where I'm like, guys, just get some draft capital this year. Come on, you know. You know you're not. You know you're not gonna. You're not gonna go far. Come on, the the Ravens, the Ravens just brutalized you guys. Come on, but Seattle's still a pretty good team. They are. They thanks, are pretty good. Thanks for all this football talk, reminding me of my Titans and how they're doing this year. But anyway, yeah. so it's, we don't have anyone who's just like dominating this year. So, um, but Jimmy, how are how are you? How how have things been, pal? 
Not, not too bad. Not too bad. Uh, you know, still trying to deal with this crazy up and down weather that we're getting up here today. It was all thunderstorms and wondering, uh, I, I, like I was, I mentioned to, uh, Justin earlier, I hope it didn't, I didn't jinx us by saying, uh, knocking out the power. I was worried that there might be an issue, but, uh, so far so good. Well, we got a lot to talk about, and I want to say thanks to everyone who has joined us. We got a lot of new names in the chat here, so excited to see that. Uh, make sure to like, comment, share, subscribe while you're here. But uh, we got some interesting news here regarding someone that WWE has been targeting, apparently, to recruit, uh, and that is Julia from New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, it looks like WWE is going to make a major play to sign her, and Justin, reading this, the first thing I'm thinking is there was a lot of a lot of news made about WWE having their own NIL program and they're going to sign college athletes and that's what they're going to focus on. But I look at Jade Cargill just got signed uh, now, Julia, and then um, Kyrie Sane got brought back. WWE is still looking for talented pro wrestlers. They're looking for talent anywhere. I, I I suspect they're still gonna you know continue to go after uh, college athletes and Olympic athletes. But yeah, if you see somebody who's already in the pro wrestling world as well, that's got talent. I mean, talent is talent, as, as Triple H uh, you know says in so many different variations to us on the different media calls and press conferences. Talent is talent, and he'll take it no matter where it's at. Uh, what's interesting about her? I don't know a lot about her, but I, but I do know. Um, for first, she you know it, it's always interesting to look at a situation like this when you have somebody who's performed internationally her entire career she only just had her first match in the united states earlier this year just a few months ago so i always wonder about that you know wwe being primarily based in the states you, you, she would have to move and have some residency in the states um so i'm always curious about how things like that uh can affect negotiations or what have you i was also surprised too to see quite frankly uh, a female name or just a name in general who has been tied to New Japan for not to have AEW in the conversation because AEW has had such a working relationship with New Japan. So, um, you know, maybe, maybe there was, we just don't know about it or it's not part of this recent report. But, um, yeah, a lot of things that uh, I'm waiting to see the blanks get filled in here. Uh, but it, from by all accounts, it seems like WWE has gotten themselves pretty far along in this outreach to her that it's, you know, that, it's, that these reports are reading the way that they are. Yeah, and, and Jimmy, I should say that this is according to PW Insider. I want to make sure we're giving proper credit there. Uh, but it's it is interesting. Now, the, now, from what I understand, the plan is to make a major play for her. They haven't actually put pen to paper yet, from what I understand here. Um, and this was someone who, if I recall, recently was rated very high in the PWI. Uh, I think it's 250 for the women. Uh, and I saw a lot of chatter on Twitter about, who is this person? Why are they ranked so high? And it's funny to see now WWE saying, well, yeah, we're actually very interested in her. Um, it's always good to see that someone who is as talented as she is getting recognized and possibly being able to come to America to obviously showcase what she could do to an audience that clearly may not know how good she is. Exactly. Like you said, she may not be well known to the uh while to really diehard hardcore fans who do tune into New Japan Pro Wrestling, they're very they're familiar with her. But what one thing WWE doesn't get a lot of credit for is being able to take talented wrestlers and turn them into personalities. They that's the one thing that may be lacking in some. I'm not saying this is the case with Julia, uh, but I'm saying this is the case in some athletes that they do bring in. They see a lot of talent. They see potential there, but you have to be the entire package 
for them to be able to make money with you. And maybe they see something like that in her. And the fact that the women's division right now is really thriving in the WWE. We saw them this past weekend, again, at Crown Jewel in Saudi Arabia. The women made a big impact there, you know, with some, with some, you know, mm-hmm. some matches. So it's interesting to see how much, they're going to invest in this women's division. It almost makes me feel like, you know, I hate to put it this way, that with the we have the WWE Network still up here. We're not on uh, Disney Plus or anything like that. So, but, uh, uh, it, but maybe they are looking for the future to build maybe a an all WWE women's program mm-hmm. because they definitely have enough talent for it. That's for sure right now. Oh, easily. I mean, their division, it's... It really is a strategic advantage for them, that women's division, that there's really no one else, at least in the States, that can really man like that. The size of the roster and the varying types of wrestlers in there. I mean, I'm a big fan of uh, TNA's women's division, for instance, but like just the sheer volume of incredibly top talent, uh, Justin, in WWE is already ridiculous. And to think that they're going to potentially be adding even more is is just, I mean, they're just adding strength on strength. Yeah, I mean, and, and you know, they're making the attempt on Raw and SmackDown. We're seeing it for them to have more than just, more, you know, it used to be we would just see one women's feud. It'd be after <clears throat> the title. They're trying to have more feuds at once uh, that aren't just centered around the title. We can see that. It takes time. Uh, it, it takes time. To, you know, you have to devote to it. So we're seeing it. And yeah, that always ha- kind of has been the discussion in the last few years is that, you know, an all-woman show, would allow them to feature more, allow them to have more stories told, allow them to have more build towards PLEs. Um, I, I'm for it. I, I'm curious to what, you know, they did that all, they did that first ever all women's um, uh, pay-per-view in October. I forget the year of what it was, maybe 2019. Um, mm-hmm. And from what I heard from a, a gate standpoint, a business standpoint, it, it didn't, it, it didn't do great from what I understand. So I don't know if like, that slowed up any momentum. I, 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 I imagine too the pandemic hitting six months after that. I mean, there's been a lot of things, but yeah, it does certainly feel like with what they're doing on Raw and SmackDown, what they're doing in NXT, and then continue to have acquisitions like this one potentially that we could finally be looking at an all women show, whether it's on just the network or whether they actually get uh, an allotted amount of TV time. Because look, they're they're doing TV negotiations right now, so uh, this would be a time if they wanted to start with a new show. This would be the time to try to carve that out. Yeah, everyone in the chat, let me know, uh, or if you're watching later in the comments, uh, let me know if you'd be interested in, in another all-women's show from WWE. I mean, clearly they've got so much talent there. I, I feel like they could do an all-women's show without even it supposed to be an all-women's show. Like they could it'd just be like the biggest stories would just be all the women's matches, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, you know, with the recent signing of Jade, Jade Cargill and, uh, you know, Carrie Sane coming back and, and other little rumors you probably hear out there – they definitely have the talent to do that. Yeah. Um, well, we're going to move on to the show, uh, mm-hmm. WWE Raw from tonight, and it was a, a, a very good one, I think, but we'll talk about that. But uh, I want to thank everyone who's with us. Of course, like, comment, share, subscribe, five-star reviews, uh, all that good stuff. Share it with friends. Uh, if you're lurking in the chat, always good for you to be here. Thanks so much. But if you're chatting away like Beer Money or Tony or Baby or Tuck or Blue or Maria uh, or... 
Dylan or Bernie or Adam or Monge or uh, Ricky. We got a lot of new names in here. Like I said, we got Laura Montez. We got uh, Himanshu. We also have Rebellious from Manchester listening in tonight. So thank you so much for, for joining us as well. Uh, let's talk about it. We start Seth Rollins, the world champ, comes out, gives Drew McIntyre his flowers, then thanks Sami Zayn for helping with Damian Priest. Zayn says he only helped to keep the championship out of Judgment Day's hands. Rollins says he wants to give a shot to Zayn anytime he wants. Sammy says that he wants a 100% Rollins. And Rollins says, we're never 100%. Just take the match. And so he says, yes. Um, Justin, this is like the perfect start to a, to a Raw for me. We got a new a new matchup we haven't seen before. It's for the title. It's fiery. I, I, I love this start. What, what about you? Yeah, you know, uh, I I do. You know, it really kind of um, what stands out to me is Sammy's popularity, how it has has sustained and even continued to grow, even though we're pretty, you know, he's pretty far removed now from from all the bloodline stuff, which is what brought him to a whole new stratosphere as a single star. So that's pretty cool to see. Uh, you know, he doesn't have KO there, so he's kind of on his own. You know, yeah, he's 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 hanging out with the other top baby faces on the show, but he's holding his own. So I like that. Yeah. I like the start as well. It's um, I was, I was surprised. I was like, Oh my God. I was like, we're getting a title match, a world title match. Um, obviously you can't announce it really ahead of time because it doesn't make sense based upon crown jewel having been a couple days ago and then how we got into this match. So I thought given this is one of those few times where I can't say you need to promote and advertise you're having a world title match. I thought it was a nice little surprise of, okay, I'm, I'm hooked now for the next three hours. And I think sometimes I totally understand wanting to promote a world title match, but this was one of those every now and again, it's fun to get that like, Oh wow. We're getting one of these tonight. That's exciting. And you know, it kind of pumped me up a little bit. Uh, Jimmy, I want your overall thoughts on this opening uh, segment, but there was a line that Sammy Zayn said, I want to get your thoughts on. And he said that judgment day could be bloodline 2.0. Do you feel like that makes judgment day seem like they are as big and as bad as bloodline or does it make them feel a little bit like imitators or knockoffs when you compare them like that i think it all depends on how people take it everybody's going to be different on this one for me personally i think it makes them look that much more intimidating and uh, and making them more heelish as people going oh no we don't want another bloodline come on guys we don't want some a, a faction like that dominating the way they are especially since they did plant that seed with JD McDonough and, uh, you know, and, and Damian Priest, and there is a, a little tension there. And, and the, the other little underlying layer is Rhea really the, the leader behind <laughs> judgment day. Cause she seems to be the one more in charge than even Finn Balor is. But uh, I, I, I could see where some people would think that, but for me, I think it helps in my opinion, make them feel like they're a bigger deal. Yeah, just especially, that- sorry, especially with the, you know, making making it sound like we can't have them holding all the titles. That was what I was going to say to Justin, actually, is that I thought that was a really interesting uh, point that was made. And it, I feel like I knew, but I didn't actively know, I guess, how when Sami Zayn said the reason I helped was because I don't want them to have every championship. And that's the one they don't have which to me made Damian Priest and the Money in the Bank briefcase and everything we always talk about seem like it that definitely elevated the importance of that entire situation. Yes, and that comment, that explanation from Sammy, that that pointing out of that that reality then made me think, okay, and then, then a moment later we get this world title match tonight. It made me think this might be the night that Priest cashes in. 
I mean, why else are we putting a world title match in the main event of Raw like like this? You know, so like, yeah, it, there was a lot that happened and, and all that uh, that got again, that got me hooked. I was like, all right, I'm 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 here for the end. Uh, so we move on. And speaking of Damian Priest, he is very upset about Sami Zayn and getting the title shot. And he's eager to set things right. And they start with their match against the New Day. And look, it's one of the best tag teams of all time going against the tag team champions. Judgment Day get the win. Uh, Jimmy, they got a clean win against the New Day. And it made me realize how rarely the Judgment Day seems to get clean wins. Uh, and it made this one feel like such a big deal. Um, now, we obviously saw this trend throughout the night. Clean wins kind of across, I think, across the board. Um, this is a big win for Judgment Day. No, it was a big win for Judgment Day. Uh, I agree with that. And when you say clean, it, uh, relatively clean, let's put it that way. Yeah. There was a, a subtle heel tactics used. And that's you know, sometimes a little more effective than being blatant and having to make the referee distracted for like 30 seconds over here and making where the heat goes to the wrong person. It goes to the referee as opposed to going to the heels where it's supposed to go. So I thought in that sense, they did it quickly. They did it the right way. And, and it meant a lot more that way. The, um, I always say like certain things that like the bad guys do. I feel like I don't, that doesn't count. Like, like holding the tights, I feel like doesn't count as cheating. I think that's just part of the, that, that, that just comes with the territory. So that, I don't, I don't consider that as cheaty as uh, some. You never had somebody yank your underwear, Jack. It's leverage. <laughs> <laughs> it's leverage, man. I was the one doing the yanking. <laughs> taint, taint something you'd like. Let's put it that way. Oh boy. Sorry, couldn't, oh, can't help myself sometimes. <laughs> uh, but this was, um, so we got uh, Justin. Waka, waka. Justin, you take it, take it from there. Uh, look, it's the new day. You know what I mean? They, they, you can do anything to them. They're untouchable. They're Hall of Fame bound uh, as a group. And God, uh, you know, you know, especially Kofi individually. Um, no, I mean I was fine with this. You know, like like Jimmy said, there's some uh, some little subtle things you can do just to remind who's the heels and remind why you don't like them. But I do think like you 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 still need to show that they are dominant. Yeah, of course they take shortcuts and underhanded. You know, that's what that's what heels do. But you still they still have to be a threat, and they still are your tag champions. So you know, I I, I thought this was the right call. Absolutely, the finish I thought was was perfect for me. Justin, do you think the New Day will win another tag team title? I'm going to I mean, it's hard to say because they have such longevity. I mean, they've been together for almost 10 years now, which is insane in today's WWE climate. With, um, I'm going to say no, only because I don't know how much longer they would have together. And I mean, just like, you know, until they decide they'd want to hang it up or call it quits or whatever. Um, and, and or because the WWE is populating the depth of their tag teams um so aggressively right now that i feel like it it just it, it lowers the probability lowers the odds it's uh something that has really stuck with me with john cena and them talking so much about him not winning a singles match since 2018 and how even if they're around for a long time like a john cena that's been five years you know doesn't necessarily mean he's winning titles and being at the level we expect him to be at. And so that, but that tells you what big stars they are when they don't need that win. 
I mean, it, it, it would be a nice send off for them or a nice little thank you to, to them for their years of service. But at the same time, it's not necessary for them to win the titles because they will continuously be over. Yeah. Oh, they're yeah, absolutely. They'll even if they're losing all the time, they're so entertaining. Anyways, you'll you'll be on board for it. Um, speaking of entertaining, I mean, probably the most entertaining thing that happened: Shinsuke Nakamura took on Akira Tozawa in what I believe has already been called a five-star match. Seven in the Tokyo Dome, they say, uh, but it ends with Tozawa elevating Shinsuke Nakamura. Uh, Jimmy. Um, did Akira get over without going over? <laughs> well, you can, you can make that argument. He was a lot of fun to watch and people were invested in him. Mm-hmm. That was the thing. And do, 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 do I think that the audience thought that he had a chance of winning? Probably not. <laughs> I didn't think so, but at the same time, it was fun to watch. And then what it did was it set up what's going to happen next. Yeah. So, so it, it, it served its purpose. Let's put it that way. <laughs> and, and speaking about what happened next, uh, Justin Shinsuke looks has a stare down with Otis. And a while back, we talked about who was going to answer the call to Shinsuke's challenges. I don't think I had Otis or the Alpha Academy on my top list, but seeing them in the ring together, I'm thinking this is a perfect sports mm-hmm. entertainment matchup. Yeah, I don't know about I. If anything, I. If anything, maybe this is the segue of it leading to Shinsuke and Gable. Otis just seems—I don't know. I'm—I'm—I—I I'm, I, I could see a match between Otis and Shinsuke, but like, I don't see Otis. I don't see Otis beating Shinsuke, or I—I I don't know. I'm not that—that that, this one kind of threw me. I, I again, unless it's like a, some kind of a segue to get Gable in there, um, but hmm. yeah, we'll see. Uh, It's—I uh, guess I should say to my like. Not Ode. I, I think it will eventually lead to Gable Shinsuke, but I mean, I guess more Shinsuke versus the Alpha Academy group because yeah. they're so silly and fun and can all wrestle real well. And Shinsuke is now not silly and fun. And so that the clash, I think, is is yeah. very interesting between yeah. all of them. Right. And to and to your to your boy Tazawa, obviously nobody, you know, maybe except for you thought that he was going to win. <laughs> But he did make the most of his minutes. He sold. He was entertaining. And if nothing else, he, and we can see it by the screen time continues to increase every week in these past few weeks, he's earning a place on TV consistently You know, to the point of where he'll probably be in the Royal Rumble like, potentially in January. And Again, he'll probably have a comedy spot, but it's better to be in than not in at all. You know, So like he's, he's working his way up to getting, uh, to carving out more of his, you know, of his, his spot on the show. He'll be eliminating the Undertaker with a drop kick. That's my my hope. My Not the Undertaker, but 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 <laughs> but no. But I don't put that out. Of, you know, if if he if he still continues to increase his momentum come January in two months, I don't put it past that he is the that the, that dark horse that does something to eliminate somebody nobody would expect. You know, like we they, that that's not a that's a spot that they that they go back to every now and again when they have the right person. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's um. He's he's been very fun to root for. I you know when I started rooting for him, I, it was just him yelling at Cody Rose that he was ready to be his partner. But now he's, it's been fun. It's that yeah. I think it's I always say with fans, it's fun to root for the Roman Reigns and it's always fun to root for the Cody Rose. But every now and again, pick a pick someone who isn't on the upswing and and hitch your wagon to them. It becomes a fun little journey to go on when you're watching them. Um, we get a uh, a video package of. Adam Pierce talking about the fatal four-way for the 
number one contendership for the Intercontinental Championship uh, and basically talks about how great all four guys are, why they should be in this match. And when they announced this, I was curious about how it would go, but I was blown away by how fun this was to watch. All very different styles in there. The fans actually ended up loving The Miz. Jimmy, this one ends with a double splash, double pin, but Ricochet kicks out. So Miz gets the win. Ivar is unhappy about it, beats him up afterwards. Uh, what were your thoughts on this match and the outcome of The Miz getting the win? I I enjoyed the match. I thought the match, like you said, I thought it delivered. Like, uh, surprisingly so, because I, I, I was... Sometimes these fatal four ways can get a little clustered, but uh, um, it was an interesting double pin at the finish. I'm just surprised that, you know, Ricochet kicked out of that, uh, the moonsault mm -hmm. uh, that was given to him by Ivar. It, it, if I'm not mistaken, that's the second time someone's kicked out of that. And it, it feels like one of those moves that it shouldn't happen. Yeah. So maybe they could have done something a little different there as opposed to what happened. But uh, at the same time, it's it's nice to see uh, um, Miz get the win because the crowd seemed to be behind him. <laughs> That's for yeah. sure. This 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 seems to be working. This this babyface turn, so to speak. So it's going to be interesting to see him versus Gunther. That's for sure. And uh, um, I mean, you could have made a case for others to face Gunther, but at the same time, you wanted a babyface versus Gunther, and now Miz seems to be that babyface. So I, I'm interested to see this match. Let's put it that way. Yeah, Justin, it looks like uh, the so far people seem to be loving the Miz, but it looks like the road to Gunther is going to go through Ivar, which I think is a smart move if you want to continue to build Miz as a sympathetic figure overcoming big monstrous bad guys. Yeah, you know, I mean, I still stand by what I said last week. I, he's better as a heel. Uh, don't take his fastball away from him. But he, yeah, the fans got behind him. They actually enjoyed rooting for him and, and, and Michael Cole kind of narrated perfectly. Miz kind of pulled out some offense that was a little different than what he uh, normally does. And it's, so, yeah, the, overall, I'm, I, again, I don't think he's going to beat Gunther and, and dethrone him for this title, but I'm, but I, but I think because of the resume that Miz has, uh, he's one more, you know, former WrestleMania main event name. He's one more name that Gunther has that Gunther will have on his resume uh, in this, in this historic IC title run. I like, um, I like the, I like the idea on paper for the finish of the two big guys, you know, slamming into the ring at the same time and the ref doing the double count. But then, you know, I liked it, but the execution was a little uh, on several things, whether the, you know, the refs count to Jimmy's point, I don't like, it kind of, it kind of buries that, monstrous insane moonsault that Ivar's doing don't love that the ricochet kicks out of it um you know I like what it did it kind of you know Ivar if Ivar's not gonna be the one to win it it kind of still protects him that like in a, in a way like you know allowing him to then beat up Miz after the fact and whatever but I don't know just the way it all came off I was like eh I like I love the idea on paper but just how it came off a little clunky but um but Props to them for trying something different for a finish in a fatal four-way. Uh, and also a shout-out to the spot. For those who didn't see Raw or didn't see this match and want high spots to go find, there's a st the spot where they had Ricochet dangling on the top rope where he's dangling. And then I think Bronson Reed 
jumps himself and springboards himself onto the ropes, which then catapults Ricochet into Ivar, and then Ricochet turns it into a Hurricane Rana. I have never seen that before. And, you know, we watch so much wrestling, it's hard to it's hard to walk away from one of that Raw and say, I've never seen that before. That was pretty impressive. Yeah, I, a move like that that was super impressive just on a random Monday Night Raw. It reminds me of mm-hmm. the old... Uh, Shelton Benjamin getting the sweet chin music where you're like, whoa, what did we do to deserve that on a free TV? That's incredible. Um, really awesome spot there. But I, I kind of agree with you because I like Ricochet, but he's also not the guy that kicks out of the big finisher um, in that moment. You know, he's not like a Cody Rhodes or someone where you're like, oh, it takes so much to put him down. Uh, and sorry, yeah. to, sorry, sorry yeah. to cut you off, Jack. Is it, and can you imagine if there was a double pin now? Do you have a match to between the two guys who, who pulled off the pin, you know, to, to see who faces Gunther or does it become a three-way, you know, there's, you know, you can continue that story, so to speak, and add another layer to it. Well, yeah. And quite honestly, based upon what happened tonight, probably next week on raw, we're probably going to have Ivar versus Miz anyways. So you might as well just let it have been the double pin where we have two winners. And now Adam Pierce is like, all right, well now you two fight like, if if Ivar and Miz have a match next week, that's going to be a huge like. Why did we not just go that route? Why did we have to, you know? Do you think that that's what they wanted to do? Because the ref seemed like he was trying to not make the like he was kind of waving off Samantha Irvin a little bit before she made the announcement. Like the ref didn't seem like he was super confident in that finish. That's what I mean. The execution just something felt off. The refs count was like and you're right you know there was a real real delay in any music being played um commentary even seemed like they were thinking that it was supposed to be i don't know it but then eventually they showed and then they showed a replay and then they purposely showed the replay started the show in the replay in the angle that we saw on tv saw live and then in mid replay they changed the angle to a different camera view i don't know i yeah it it just it, it just felt clunky felt very clunky if it, uh, not to not to sound like like we you say Justin, it's easy to be Monday morning quarterback, but not to sound like I know better. But what I would have suggested for that finish is if there is a double pin attempt, why doesn't the referee go down and use both hands to count like mm-hmm. one, two, and if one kicks out, you can stop the one, hit the you know if that's the case, or you know use two hands for the double pin if that was the situation where they could have had the match later and whatever we were talking about. It, it just felt. Like you said, the execution wasn't smooth. Let's put it that way. And, and you, you don't want it to look smooth and choreographed, so to speak. But at the same time, if when it looks as odd as it did, it gets people going, what? You know what I mean? And we're talking about it, too. And even, you know, on commentary, they had trouble covering it up. Yeah, it also it kind of made I don't know if anyone else was looking at like this, but I was like, if you were creating the order of people in this match, you know, Miz won. Uh, Ivar almost had a pin. Ricochet kicked out of a pin. It kind of made Bronson Reed look like a the one guy that took the loss in this whole thing, even though it was a very... It felt like a very uh, thought-about ending at the same time, as opposed to just Bronson Reed getting the loss. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, uh, Justin, I know you're a Bronson Reed guy. Does it feel a little bit like Ivar has surpassed Bronson Reed in the big man pecking order? Uh, yeah, kind of, right? Or, or yeah, kind of. Um, 
if nothing else, it's one more person that, that big Bronson Reed's got to stand out in terms of being big around because, you know, for many, he thought, oh, Ivar, he's just an attack team. He's so Earl, he's a stack team partner's hurt, so whatever. But yeah, he's come on like a head of steam and he's a heel. So it's not even like, unless they decide to turn, unless they decide to turn one of them, Reed or Ivar face, you can't even, you can't, you know, it's not, not like you have a, have a program to build at the, you know, at the moment between the two of them. So, uh, yeah, the momentum wise, Ivar's got it uh, over over Bronson Reed, and then like you said, when you do when you do the ranking up tonight, yeah, Bronson Reed he's fourth out of those four based upon the way the finish laid out. I do think Bronson Reed could turn face pretty easily, though. I feel like he's a pretty cool person. Like he he seems like as long if you just put him against a bad guy, you'd go okay. I guess I'm on his team now. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, he, he doesn't do anything necessarily but- bad. He's just kind of a, a bully. But you'd have to see a little something from him. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I'd almost without taking without turning them into without turning them into comedy. I'd almost be more inclined to take on the project of having Ivar and Valhalla not be kissing babies, baby faces, but just somehow showing something about them that can allow them to be up against heels. Yeah, uh, I, I don't know. I think there might be something there. Maybe maybe, maybe kids can draw into the the look of them i i don't know but i, I i'd rather try i'd rather probably take that project and the way and the moves that ivar does are conducive to a baby face you know, in terms of he you know he does some nimble you know high spots for a big guy that people would want to pop for so like i don't know i i'd rather probably take that project on if i was gonna turn anybody face out of the two of them i'd rather mm-hmm. probably try with with the, the vikings <laughs> that's actually kind of a good point too because the way he's been so successful in his singles run I think a lot of people are excited about it. And so they're kind of naturally just on board. Like, oh, wow, he's doing great. He's winning. So it's easy to yeah. sort of get people to pile onto that as opposed to, oh, now I hate him. Yeah. Right. And, and and I mean, look, and again, I think, you know, they can still keep showcasing him and let him, I, you know, I wouldn't mind a babyface try with him. I, and you can still keep showcasing him and let him be serious. I mean, I, I think, you know, again, that's one of the strengths right now. Of this creative team is, is, is trying to make everybody serious. Everybody's credible and, and trying to spread the wealth. You know, if this was, Five years ago, you know, Vince would have had him as the dancing Viking. Um, <laughs> <you know. laughs> so, if, if, Thanks a lot, Justin. Now I'm trying to picture this. If, <laughs> if, I, think, if, I think that would have been his name, too. Yeah, yeah. If big, if big badass Matt Bloom can come back for Japan and if Lord Tensai, you know, oh, we tried it for a few weeks. <laughs> You're going to start dancing now. If it can happen to Matt Bloom, it could happen to anybody. Um, Fair point. You know. Fair point. Remember, remember the Funkadactyls? I do remember <laughs> the Funkadactyls. <laughs> so that's what they're saying back. That's what they'd be saying backstage. Like, you know, Ivar, you yeah. Um, Valhalla is uh, Sarah Logan's explaining. I don't dance. She's like, don't ask me to dance. <laughs> Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet when you register with BetMGM. You'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line 
prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Uh, we got the Creed brothers officially assigned to Monday Night Raw. And mm-hmm. the first thing they do is they sign up for a match against DIY. And they put on a classic work rate type match. Julius kicks out of the widow's bell. Ludwig Kaiser gets involved and they help the Creed brothers get the win. Um, first off, I guess, Jimmy, mm-hmm. the Creed brothers signing to Raw is huge. No, it absolutely is huge. And ha- having that whole scenario where they showed it makes it feel like a big deal. And that's what you want. You want people to think, oh, the, the Creed, those who are not maybe not familiar with the Creed brothers going, oh, they're making a, they're making an issue of this. They're showing this on television. So it must mean something, at least for those who, who aren't very familiar with the Creed brothers. But it did it did feel like a big deal. Yeah, it's um, Justin, the, the Creed brothers, obviously we saw them last week. Now they're here this week. They get another big win. Obviously, Ludwig Kaiser helps them out. Uh, 
unbeknownst to them. Uh, but th- to Jimmy's point, I love that they actually they didn't just show up and we have to figure out that they're on Raw like they've done so many times. I mean, you've got these general manager characters to do this exact kind of thing makes it feel like a cool deal that they got signed as opposed to just, I guess we got moved to a different roster. Absolutely. Yeah. It feels a little bit like a bidding war. It feels like they, they were, they were, they were free agents and then people were after them. Uh, so that's, I agree. Um, and, and, and you said something that's very key. Kaiser interfered and that makes sense because it furthers DIY and, 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 and Imperium. But you said unbeknownst to the Creed brothers, because if you're, you're trying to get, you're trying to push them and debut them as this babyface group. And if, if they would have been aware of it, then that would have been a, just a total heel thing for them to accept that outside interference. So that's a very subtle but key thing that they did because, you know, this is only the second appearance for them to the main roster for the Creed Brothers. So uh, the audience is still trying to train in, in their mind, like, all right, do I like these guys? Am I supposed to cheer for them? Or the, or, you know, whatever. So that that is a key thing. Um, I think what commentary was doing for everybody at home was helping too, given some of the the history and accolades that they have and 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 you know they, they could have gone one could have gone to the olympics but chose ww so like that that stuff can help give you some some quicker quick context the, the one word again used was subtlety and that was the whole thing about again not overthinking this finish and trying to make it over dramatic and and whatever that 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 one little thing that happened so quick meant it felt like it meant something and, and led to the finish. And like you said, that uh, the Creed brothers kind of didn't see it. So, you know, it, it didn't, it added to the what's next going to happen now with DIY and uh, Imperium. And it's, I mean, Imperium or uh, the Creeds, but like I, I say this every time, like they are super athletes. Like it's mm-hmm. incredible what they're able to do. I mean, and that's in a world of, of everyone being a super athlete it's it's the wwe but they are just on an insane nether level with what they can do in that ring whether it be doing flips whether it be that thing julius does where he does a vertical suplex off of his knees it's incredible what he's able to do that's insane yes yes and i understand that in this industry it takes two to to perform these moves but at the same time that just looks so so incredible. And again, you try to get creative and different and 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 evolve, mm-hmm. for lack of a better term. Now he's doing something that I'm I'm sure somebody will try to do down the line. But right now he's the only one that I've seen do something like that. Uh, something that I I love about this, I, I feel like we're gonna get Creeds versus Imperium at some point, and th- this is just me be like looking into things a little bit too much probably but like imperium is all about respecting the ring and being talented in what you do between the ropes creed brothers kind of the american version of that they're not as jerky about it but like they're all about being very good and putting in the work and being the best so they're kind of like two sides of a of the same coin in a lot of ways the creed the creed brothers feel like one day chad gable's just gonna snap and break up with otis and tazawa and he's gonna be like i want to be with them (laughs) That's what you're supposed to be. You're supposed right. to be Brutus, Otis. <laughs> um, uh, so very good stuff there. We got a super chat, by the way, from, and I apologize if I say the name wrong, uh, Srideep Singhupta, uh saying, hi, from India, hearing on the way to the office. I love Triple H, how everyone is getting used. There are comedy. There's comedy happening, but not cringe comedy. Uh, and I think all of us kind of nod our head at that because – Comedy and wrestling can be tricky sometimes. We've seen some that's just, uh, but 
so far, a lot of the comedy, it doesn't necessarily all hit with me, but uh, Jimmy, I, I love your thoughts on that. It, for the most part, it's all pretty good. For the most part, yeah, it is pretty good. Not, see, and not all comedy works for everyone. I mean, I know, you know, especially during the Attitude Era, and there was a lot of comedy going on. And, you know, we talk about somebody like a, a Chad Gable being maybe this generation's, uh, could be this generation's Kurt Angle. You look at someone like a Kurt Angle, Olympic medalist coming in, serious guy. When he started doing his comedy, when he do the Jimmy Crack Corn on the ukulele and all that, <laughs> some of the funniest, best stuff in you know, so you'd be surprised sometimes who the funny people would be. And when it comes from somebody like that, it 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 has a different ring to it. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Shout out to uh, India and uh, uh, have a good day at the office. And thank you for being yes. live. Yes. Yeah, thank you. Absolutely appreciate it. Thank you so much. Um, we move on to one of the bigger moments of the night, the women's battle Royal. We start with a bunch of video packages uh, that reminds us of like how great Natalia is. Becky Lynch says she came to win the rumble or win the battle Royal. Uh, Nia Jack says, I don't think that's what's going to happen. Chelsea and Piper get into it. Shayna and Zoe talk trash. Uh, the whole thing starts and Zia Lee takes out Becky Lynch before anything gets started. So they get kicked out. Nikki Cross kind of just stares and uh, Ivy Nile is stand up. But Zoe Stark gets the win. Um, Justin, I feel like I could have guessed 10 names before I would have got to Zoe Stark as the winner. Uh, but I have a feeling they're going to have a great match at Survivor Series. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm not surprised. I, you know, I heard that, um, you know, Zoe did well with her role in the Trish Stratus. Um, Becky feud uh, you know so I, I so she's earned i guess you're probably the office's trust and you know let's 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 see what she can do in there with with ria i guess it's more of a again it's more of my love and my just respect for 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 mommy for ria i i, I don't buy for a second that zoe's gonna be you know so i, I just don't know if zoe's i, I don't know if there's a very there's very few right now than in, in on the women's roster who pit them up against ria and do, do i believe so I mean, again, part of that is just such a compliment to Rhea, and but I, I Zoe, I just I don't know, I I don't know, I don't know. I'm yeah. There's other names I could have picked that I've been more more intrigued to see. Um, honestly, the thing I, I would say, uh, great creative decision with the Zaya Becky thing because again, having more feuds that aren't just around the titles that furthers that feud there, but also takes both of them out of the battle royal, so you're not having to see the visual of either of them being eliminated and, and killing. I mean, Becky's kind of you know Becky's at another level. But Zaya, you're trying to rise up. You don't want to see her get tossed over the top rope by anybody right now. So I thought that was a nice touch uh, of doing that to get them both out of there. But yeah, you know, I looked at the field when they got down like the final four, final five. I was like, ah, you know, I, I nothing against Zoe, but I just that doesn't that doesn't move the needle to me. That it just feels like it's just one more match, one more win for Rhea to have on her dominant reign right now. Well, that brings up an interesting point to me, uh, Jimmy, and that is, I think a lot of us are saying Roman Reigns isn't going to lose the title to Mania. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people kind of feel like uh, Gunther's probably not losing that title to Mania. Uh, Rhea Ripley, probably not losing that. Like, not all the titles can be lost at Mania, right? Is is I feel like, in my heart, I feel like Rhea Ripley's keeping that title to Mania, but is it possible that someone might play spoiler? Uh I guess there's always the possibility, but I don't see it happening. Like you said, I'm trying to think of the names in my head right now, uh, the women's roster, who could it possibly be? Uh, and Justin was, I felt like he was reading my mind there. 
you know, Zoe Stark winning this was a nice little surprise and to get people going, oh, that's kind of cool. She won this and she's getting the opportunity. But how many of those people believe that she could? The challenge now is to get people to believe that she has, actually has a chance to defeat Rhea for this championship. And the other, uh, this is going to sound like I'm going off topic because this is the other thing too. I like the idea of, of, of someone earning the opportunity at a championship match. I didn't like the idea of having the women in a battle royal. Yes, it was not the same rules as a Royal Rumble match, but that's the whole thing about the Royal Rumble. Once a year, we get this big opportunity to get all the top women into this match with a few surprises usually every year to have an opportunity to challenge for the women's championship at WrestleMania. Now you're having a battle royal on free TV for a championship match or one of your other main pay-per-views, but still, it just... I always complain about when you do something too often, it takes away from the other one. And I just don't like the idea of this feeling too Royal Rumble-ish without having that Royal Rumble feel where two people start off and you have someone come in every 90 seconds or whatever the case may be. Well, Jack, let me go back to Rhea. I don't think, as you just said a minute ago about like asking like, oh, are we, oh is everything just building to mania for the titles to change hands? <clears throat> I don't think it's beyond realistic creative booking that she hold that she continues to hold this title beyond mania and i say that because one maybe and part of this is maybe it's because she's within the group of judgment day so there's so many different things you know she can be there in dom's corner she can be you know leading and arguing with the priest and valor one they've done a really good job of she hasn't been overexposed in her title defenses it's not quite you know it's not quite maybe as drastic and, and drawn out as like as reigns defenses have been but like they've managed to like find a balance there so I could see her still go beyond Mania and not feel like it's you know you know getting stale or getting you know redundant, but also as we talk about there, there's this there's that little clamoring of people that want to cheer for her. It always gets reined back in because she's part of Judgment Day. She's part of this of, of the top heel group that 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 that's screwing with everybody. But if the Judgment Day eventually dissolves, which as all factions in wrestling eventually do, and they've been kind of teasing it's you know slow burn for a while. She could she could do a total turn of heel to face, all while still holding this title. So I I don't think it's crazy to think that she is the champion, but still at SummerSlam next year. Like that's how you know, barring injury or barring some some somebody coming in and hot shotting it, or you know, Jay Cargo comes in and everybody like whatever. Barring something crazy where it's like, all right, we got to you know, business is telling us what we got to do. I, I think Rhea's got uh, a, a sky is the limit for what they could do with her as as champion. And I think that's a good point because we look at title reigns in WWE over the past few years, and it's not uncommon for them to go the distance. You know, I thought there were a couple titles that were going to get lost at WrestleMania last year that didn't get lost. And those guys still have those titles uh, today. So uh, that's absolutely very possible. Um, I do want to say to Jimmy's point, it's funny you said the Royal Rumble thing. I actually had that as a question for you is, uh, is this, I get doing the battle Royals, but like feels a little close to the Royal rumble to be doing it as well. Like if this was in July, it'd be one thing, but the Royal rumbles in like two months, it's like right, right. around the corner. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, I kind of get what you're, what you're saying there too. But I do think that this one gave us a ton of like story beats with the Zia Lee and Becky Lynch with the, um, the, uh, and- the shine that uh the shine that um sorry, Ivy Nile Ivy God she she looked great in this 
why not do it this way? If you have, let's say, for example, uh, 16 women, you have several shows over the week, you can do a couple of fatal four ways and the winners of those four fatal four way matches face off in one final fatal four way to see who challenges or something along those lines, just mm-hmm. make yeah. it different from what the premise of the rumble is, especially like you said, with it just two months away. Battle Royals to, to to and this is this goes for the men too, but but especially for the women. Battle Royals for the women to determine who's number one contender. I get that that when fifteen years ago, when much of your women's roster or they were they were the divas then, many of them were not. Let's just call it what it was. Not really good professional wrestlers. They they were they were they were beautiful. They had personalities. They had charisma maybe. But when it came down to brass tacks, X's and O's in the ring, they didn't have. There's there was a, there's a only a few of them that could put on, you know, really good matches. That's not the case. Now you have such a deep roster as we, as we started talking about the start of this podcast. So I agree with what Jimmy's saying. Put some kind of tournament format together because that seems like such a crock when you have such a major champion in Rhea to have a battle royal be what decides who's the who's the most worthy next competitor. A battle royal where in all technicalities somebody can do the whole hide under the ring or hide outside or or even the case of Nia Jax is she's eliminated and she can then just eliminate somebody and it's still count like. It's just such a, you know, it, it, you know, Rumble has the gravitas and there's the strategy of drawing numbers or which number do you get. But a battle royal where everybody starts all the same, so everybody's starting equal, essentially. There is no fatigue of being number one versus number 30. It's just, it's it's a very trivial way to declare the number one contender against Rhea at one of your major four events that is in Survivor Series. Especially right after a five-way match for the title, uh, right, right, just <laughs> just the other day. So, um, yeah, it's a it's a little bit like, eh, we didn't have something lined up, so let's just do do this. But uh, again, going to Ivy Nile, I, again, I, I always say embarrassment of riches. There, I mean, just another incredible, very tough, very believable addition to a roster that is already just stacked in that division. I mean they've got like 10 people in that division that are all just like killers, you know, mm-hmm. whether it be the Shayna Baszler's or the Raquel Rodriguez or Nia Jax or Piper Niven, or like just, it's crazy. It's, it's- yeah. And, and like, like we've been talking about, those are all possible contenders where you can see and picture in your mind. Yes. I could see where they could possibly dethrone Rhea Ripley. And with, with Zoe, I don't see it just yet. That's going to be the challenge to make me believe going into this match that she has a chance of, uh, of coming out champ. My, uh, my, one of my favorite segments of this night of the night, Drew McIntyre shows up, is about to get interviewed. Doesn't say a thing. We never see him again. The rest of the show, (laughs) Justin, what was Drew McIntyre doing at raw tonight? (laughs) Uh, he showed up. He didn't like Wilkes-Barre, PA. Turned around. Like, I mean, uh, you know, I, I I spent some time on that area, Wilkes-Barre, Scranton, Tunkhannock. Tunkhannock, great place to to, to go have a <laughs> go have a, a a drink and a smoke near the creek there. Um, but but Wilkes-Barre, PA just wasn't his wasn't, wasn't his thing. You know, it was Jackie Redmond. Jackie Redmond just, just annoyed just annoyed him. He didn't yeah. he didn't want to get he didn't want that line of questioning as soon as he showed up at work. Nobody does. So he decided. to he decided to take a PTO day. Turn back around. Go home. The best part about it is uh, she asked the question. He didn't even look at her. Just nah. got back in. Just got back in the vehicle and drove away. That's just. <laughs> that's it. He, he got to Wilkesbury. Started getting yapped at by her. He goes, "All right, next town. Next. Turn around. <laughs> I'll see you in DC next Monday." <laughs> he just left. It was. 
Jimmy, I thought for sure he was going to show up in the main event. I was waiting for him the whole time. And I was like, no, he actually just left. He was done. Yeah. That, was, yeah. that, was it. That, that was it. It was a, it was a, a cameo. Let's put it that way. And, and it, but it works because you saw the frustration on his face after, after the match, even though he did do the, the whole respect thing afterwards at, at, at uh, crown Royal, uh, you know, crown, crown jewel. jewel. Sorry. <laughs> My mind, my mind is elsewhere right now. Jimmy, you're, dr Jimmy, you're drinking Crown Royal. Crown Jewel was on Saturday. No, sorry yeah. about that. Yes, my apologies. <laughs> the, but, yeah. I have a sip of this Crown Jewel. It's amazing. <laughs> I know. We, <laughs> tremendous. Uh, I'm going to have to have a sip of Crown Jewel, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> but the, the, the incredible thing about this whole thing is we talk about, you know, the promos and talking people into the seats and getting people interested with what you have to say. Drew got us interested without uttering a freaking word. Mm -hmm. And everybody went, Oh wow. He just got in the, he just got in the vehicle and left. And that's, that's the cool thing too. He didn't have to say anything to get us going. I am very interested to see what he has to say next time around, but Justin, you were saying, uh, no, I was just going to say, I, he is one. I, I've heard that his contract's coming up or, um, you know, first, quarter of next year um I, I don't i really do don't know what you do with him he he and he's a he's a real head scratcher because obviously they've, they've gone we've they've already we've already done the story all right he carried the company through the pandemic he carried the company through some of the worst days days that nobody ever wants to ever experience again but we've done that whole he's trying to come for redemption he came short at uh, the 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 show in in Cardiff in twenty last year, and then you know we came around here this year. Like he just came up short against set. Like so he's it's clear he's not winning a world title. All right now, if you want to spark him up and get him in Gunther's face and put, put, do, do that, I mean, I, but I just I, I really don't know where the, what what much is left for him to do. That's kind of uh, that's kind of what makes the underlying comedy to what he did tonight is that he just got back in his car and left. It's like that's kind of like a metaphor for where I feel like he's at with the company in a little bit of a way of like, what else is there for him to do? Yeah, because at this point, if he gets if he wins the world title, it, it almost feel more like it's about time than it than it feels like. I'm excited to see it. You know what I mean? When you see someone fate like try and fail so many times and then they win it's like okay well i guess and it's a shame because for again he he, he was a he was a company man carrying him through tough times um in in real life he's he's a very nice guy he's very likable very likable guy hard work i mean and a great story too whenever he retires it's a great documentary story of you watch him being dubbed the chosen one by vince himself on camera back in like oh nine um that didn't pan out and what his look was, he disappears, comes back, re, you know, basically kind of does what Cody did before Cody did it. Goes on the indie tour, just recreates and bets on himself, re enhances his look, you know. And, and I mean, Drew, he's right there with to me, like Randy Orton. If you can, if you can build a pro wrestler, that's your pro wrestler mm -hmm. with all the things that he has and the look and the talent, and the skill. you know. So it, it's kind of a shame, but I, I don't know what else you. I don't know what else you need Drew McIntyre for right now because it feels like you've kind of you, you've gone every conceivable path and he's come up short and most of them and it's like all right well if, if he didn't win the world title by now he's not winning it if he, if he didn't if he, he's not he's not dethroning roman reigns and i certainly felt like he could have beat seth he i would have been fine with a shot in the arm to raw having him beat seth mm -hmm. even if it meant he did it and did a heel turn in the process he had to do it by dubious means i would have been fine with that but they didn't pull the trigger on that 
at Crown Jewel. And so now I don't know what else there is for him. Yeah, and that's kind of what I meant. Like, I'm a big Drew fan. So him him winning the title wouldn't bother me. It's just to the point of, yeah, he's, he's if he won it at Crown Jewel, I would have been excited, just like, just like you said. But now if he was to get another rematch, I'd be like, okay, this is the one. Right. You know, it, it wouldn't feel as, it wouldn't feel, have that same excitement, I don't think. Um, but we, we move on to Seth Rollins versus Sami Zayn. And Adam Pierce tries to talk Rollins out of it, but Rollins says he's doing it. Jay Uso gasses up Sammy, and Sammy's excited. The match goes the distance. It's a good one. We get new stuff from both guys. Rollins gets the win. Post-match Judgment Day comes out, beats up Zayn and Rollins. Jay Uso comes out. He gets beat up. Cody comes out, and a brawl happens, and Pierce says... War games. It's happening, fellas. I can't believe it. Uh, these are our teams. Jimmy, are these the right teams for war games? Um, I like the idea of putting these teams against each other. And yes, we've seen different variations of them versus Judgment Day. But at the same time, you, you can do. Yes, both brands are going to be there. And I know people are probably thinking, oh, you have to have this faction versus that faction from Raw uh, versus SmackDown. It doesn't have to be. They can, it can be from the same brand. And this is a good good way to keep the uh, the champion, let's put it that way, from having to defend his title on, on, on this and putting it in war games, like you said. Uh, it makes a lot of sense. Let's put it that way, to put, um, put a topping on this rivalry that we've had with everybody versus the judgment day and end it some form or fashion. Everybody can move on to different things. Let's put it that way. And on a side note, Adam Pierce as GM has been awesome. Let's just put it that mm -hmm. way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was just going to say, before I get to war games, you know, as soon as Adam Pierce saw the script today, he was waiting all day to toss the glasses off. You four, you four, glasses off. It's war. And he just screams war games into the camera. You know he was waiting all day. Maybe even practice in front of the mirror. I don't know. But it was tremendous stuff. Um, yeah, you know, look, all all these, all those baby faces, they've all had a problem with Judgment Day for a long time. We've even said sometimes it's starting to feel a little bit redundant on Raw. So this is the right deal. This is the right stipulation to get them all in there. But this has to be it. This has to be the blow off. Uh, this has to be what I would even imagine if it, maybe this is what, maybe this is the real catalyst of what ends judgment day. Maybe it is a breakdown and, and because I mean, because this has to be the end of this. Um, but, but to the point even of, of uh, it was something Jimmy just said, which is interesting, you know, it's, it's a show and it's a gimmick where you don't need to have your world heavyweight champion of Seth Rollins defending the title, but what a, what a swerve, bro. It would be that nobody's thinking about that world title changing hands because that's not the gimmick of the match. The gimmick of the match is this four on four. But if after going through a hellacious war games, even if the baby faces win after going through a hellacious war games, Seth Rollins' ass is probably gonna be pretty beat up and tore up. What if Priest can? What if Damian Priest can cobble together a cash in? That so, so Judgment Day loses war games. But Priest is all happy and all smiles, standing tall. His Judgment Day buddies just did all the work helping beat the crap out of Seth. But he stands tall with that world title. And then you go into Monday Night Raw, and Judgment Day is not happy because they lost to War Games and they all got their ass kicked. But there's Priest who's all smiles, and I think there that that just plays in perfectly with the issues that have been been bubbling here. 
And that's the beauty of the briefcase and the contract, the money in the bank. I'll be honest, when money in the bank first got announced, I was like, this is kind of a silly gimmick. But now I love it. But Justin, I love what you're saying there because that it's that perfect thing in wrestling where everyone kind of gets something. You know, Judgment Day loses, but they kind of win. Good guys win, but they kind of lose. And so it keeps things interesting and fresh and what's going to happen next. And uh, I, I doubt that's the way to do it. I think uh, Jimmy, speaking of, of Drew McIntyre, are you a bit surprised Drew McIntyre wasn't added to war games? i thought for sure he was going to be a part of this. Well, he drove away. So how can you add him to it? You know, <laughs> I mean, I'm sure Adam Pierce was, was informed that Drew drove away. So uh, he wasn't part of the, the schmas, as they say, that happened at the end there. You had your all your participants there. You didn't need an extra one. Uh, I do want to give Adam Pierce's flowers. I like what you said to uh, Jimmy about how, I, as, a, as a GM, he he plays the role like a real GM would. Like, he's not a big over-the-top. I mean, Justin, to your point, the, uh, the glasses. Of a, but it's war games. You got to say yeah. it big there. But, like, I like how a lot of his interactions, like talking to Seth Rollins earlier in the night or signing the Creed Brothers, like, he seems like he's a real GM trying to make a show work instead of being like, we all love Teddy Long, but Teddy Long's a big character. You know what I mean? Like he's, he's Teddy Long, the character where Adam Pierce feels like he's that, like he's just a GM trying to do his job, trying to make the show work. Um, I love me some Teddy Long though. I'm the most quotable <laughs> GM of all time, but yeah. uh, uh, like I said, a character there. Um, good you're, show. You're right, player. <laughs> What I won with the Undertaker. Mm -hmm. <laughs> tag, team match. tag team match. <laughs> Teddy's one of my favorite. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, he's he's fantastic. I just he's he's such a character. He's easy to call a character. But Jimmy T Teddy was once a referee too, wasn't he? Of course he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but Teddy's, uh, Teddy's done pretty much almost everything. <laughs> yeah. But then again, so is Harvey Whippleman. Yes. Yes. Fair uh, point. So that that does it for us. I think that was this has been a pretty pretty solid raw. Everyone in the chat, uh, let me know what you thought of the show overall. But while we, you do that, Jimmy, overall thoughts on this week's episode and uh, where can the world find you online? Well, I thought it was a pretty strong raw, especially coming off of that uh, you know that ple slash pay per view from the weekend, which was uh, I thought solid as well, uh, and good continuation and good moving forward with certain stories, and uh, that's what you want you want people to say hey i want to see what happens next and i'm looking forward to a few things happening next as far as where you can find me obviously here on monday nights with triple j doing our thing and on wednesday nights after aew dynamite with justin and isa and you can find me on all my social media platforms doing my reference from uh monday to friday it's only a minute long just a little critique not to tear down but to help tighten screws that i believe need tightening and of course myself and my good brother and stripes brian hepner um dropping the roughing it up podcast every week with rj holding this uh, talk about tightening screws he keeps the screw <laughs> he keeps that together <laughs> thank you rj <laughs> uh, we also got a super chat from sheed black thank you so much sheed for the uh the super chat i didn't see a message in there so if you want to throw a message in there i'll try to read it out for you before we go uh but justin overall thoughts on this week's uh raw and where can the world find you yeah it was okay you know building the survivor series is, <clears throat> is a little tricky you know because you 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 have to get everybody in the right place. You have to get everybody kind of in uh, strategically in the right place. So uh, I thought they did. They did it. They got to it at, at the end of the night tonight. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing that. Like I said, there's a lot of a lot of potential of what you could do 
off of still got the money in the bank briefcase holder seth and all the different other moving parts um so looking forward to that uh yeah at justin labar across social media here monday here wednesday uh also every friday morning spar with labar on busted open channel 156 and as i've as i've gotten some some responses and been 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 fun teasing it on uh on on twitter uh big announcement coming later this month probably one of the biggest and best announcements i've been able to be part of uh, that'll come in due time uh for myself and and pro wrestling so uh i usually don't always do the stay tuned thing but we're getting close enough to it where i can do the stay tuned jeez what a what a tease i know i know what, what a tease justin come I, on. I, haven't even told, I haven't even told jimmy he doesn't even know yet no, no i don't well We'll have to stay tuned for sure. Uh, you can find me at Real Jack Farmer across all social media, and I pretty much post all the stuff I'm doing there. So that's the easiest place to uh, to find out. Thank you to everyone who joined us in the chat. We got Beer Money, Rocky, Adam Staples, Kod, got Maria, Dream Realm, and everyone else. Appreciate you guys so much. Remember, like, comment, share, subscribe—all those things. I know you do it every week, but it's also very helpful to us here at Wrestling Inc. So we appreciate it. Speaking of Wrestling Inc., follow at Wrestling Inc. and make sure to tune in tomorrow for the After NXT show where that one's going to be a doozy, I'm sure. That does it for us. We'll see you guys next time. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com.